Yo, Mitch, what's up, bro? Yo, what's up, Keith? Yo, how you doing, man? man? I'm good. I wonder how the Lakers are doing after the Sixers beat the brakes off them last night, man. That thing was ridiculous. It was crazy, bro. Yeah, it was. They manhandled them. Manhandle isn't the word. Look, y'all, we'll talk about that more, that and more next on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com, Locked On, to get started. Hey, y'all, as I mentioned earlier, this is my man, John Mitchell. We're here to talk about the 76ers, right? John is the basketball extraordinaire. He knows everything. He kind of knew that the 76ers was going to crush the Lakers yesterday. Uh, We talked about it in the podcast. We said how the 76ers have had success. And as Mitch pointed out, they were going for their seventh victory. 10th in the last 11 games against the Lakers. So they won seven straight, 10 of the last 11 against the Lakers. And um, I'm here to tell you, Mitch, I was impressed with the Sixers. I know the Lakers had some injuries. Right. I wasn't impressed with them at all. But before I bury the lead, we got to point out that Joel Embiid had a triple-double. He had 30 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists and three quarters of action. Mitch, they dominated them. Yeah, jo- <clears throat> Joel was uh, like Magic Johnson, you know, uh, dealing those dimes last night, man. Uh, I-, I think when he 11, 11 assists, one or two shy of his career high. Uh, I think his career high is 13. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they just showed up, man. And she, you know, they, they showed up. Uh, they they got an incredible game from Joel and just really in, in three quarters worth of work and you know a- Antonio Davis you know should be ashamed of himself. I remember Charles Barkley used to refer to this is going I'm dating myself uh, Charles Shackelford. He used to call Charles Shackelford Sports Illustrated uh, because he showed up once a week <laughs> and and uh, AD a- did not. Show- I don't know if you remember that, man, when he played this going, going back and dating myself. But, yeah, he called Charles Shackelford Sports Illustrated. I thought it was one of the funniest things when people actually subscribe to the magazine, you know, um, and cut the pictures out, put them on the wall, dating myself again. Oh, but, I, I mean, you know, get a oh, I, who didn't? Who didn't? Um and uh, I actually had some red, black, and green wallpaper in my crib when I was a young boy. I don't tell too many people that to me because people think of that red, black, and green and say, that's crazy. 
but I digress. But yeah, I mean, you know, this, I mean, the Sixers scored 70 points in the second half. And I don't think, I think they outscored them 70 to 41 in the second half. And, you know, just following the comments of LeBron James, I haven't seen LeBron, who, by the way, became the all time minutes leader, but I haven't seen LeBron just be that this year be that dejected over, you know, a, a drubbing. You know, so number one, so it shows that the brother still cares. But um, you know, the Sixers just they they they're, they're back on point, man. As they um as they worked their way towards full health, they showed up and and they they demolished they demolished the Lakers. Um, I guess the, that was the largest loss of LeBron's career, forty four points. It's the largest yeah. loss he's ever suffered in his more than two decades career in the NBA now. So, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's not, let's not say that the six, that the Lakers just didn't show up, although they were very shorthanded. Um, but this, but the the six has crushed them, you know, um, uh, Pat bear was able to go out there and get in his flow. Um, your boy, your, your, your favorite, you know, my boy pointed at me too. Like afterwards, it was like, like at first, I was, I was like, and then people start laughing. Well, yeah, he hit a three. North Philly native, huh? <laughs> the, the the North Philly native pointed at you. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's I, at first, I was like, I was like, it wasn't. I was like, nah, he ain't do that to me, and nah, he ain't do it to me. And well, so then, like somebody, just, they looked at me and they laughed, and then, um, and then I looked back at somebody else, and they was like, and I, I said, did he just? And he's like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Hey, you know what, man? Tell you said good, you good article. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And the seventy sixers need to put you on, put you on a payroll, maybe, and say, hey, you know, what's up, Nick Nurse? Yeah, yeah, Keith's articles can motivate him, but he played yeah. well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he did. Shout out to him. He played well. You know, he he found his eye from three point range. It was it was a good good overall win for them. Yeah, yeah, Marcus Morris we're talking about. He had 16 points off the bench. Um, Second time that he scored 16 points this season. Second time actually in three games. And what we're talking about is I did an article and I said, hey, like he's not making a contribution. And um, Mm -hmm. he took offense to it. Um, You know, like basically, hey, man, what are you talking about? I ain't getting minutes. Well, he did one game. Afterwards, he, he he got a start because Joel didn't play. He had 16 points, made three of five threes. This game, my man has 16 points, and he made four of six threes, right? So uh, four or five threes. So, you know, you look at it and you say to yourself, like, okay, player, you know what I mean? You, you're playing well right about now. He's trying to find his groove. But, you know, the thing about that whole game, when we look at it, the Sixers just attacked him from the start. I mean, we look at Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey was only averaging three three shot attempts in first quarters of games, right? Well, last night, the brother had 10 points in the first quarter, right? Mm. So he had 10 points while making four of six shot attempts. So he doubled up his, you know, his attempts in that quarter, and he played well. You know, we, we got to talk about um, you know, you, you, you got to talk about, like you said, Pat Bev, Pat Bev, let's be real. Pat Bev and Mo Bamba had a lot of motivation. They might not, they're not going to, they're, they're probably going to deny it, 
But mm-hmm. people forget Pat Bev was on that team last year. They traded him to the to the Orlando Magic, right? That's true. And then yeah. they got rid of him. Like he thought he was the leader of the team. Some people say he was, but it got to a point they got rid of him. Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba goes to the Lakers in the Pat Bev trade. Well, worse than that. He had an option for making $10 million this year, a, a team option. They said, nah, bro. They yeah. didn't give him his money. So now he's in Philadelphia yeah. playing yeah. on the minimum. So he yeah. was out there hitting threes, dunking on dudes. Like, you know what I mean? It was crazy. So, big payback. Big payback. And they were just raining threes on him. You know, yeah. the one thing about Joel, I will say this, Mitch, um, and, and I'll and let, let you uh, go to this. You know, he had that 30, 11, and 11 triple-double, mm-hmm. right? That was his sixth triple-double of his career, right? This came after Joel was unsuccessful two other times this season on getting triple-doubles. Right. And yeah. it was, he came one assist shy. One of them, they benched him in the fourth quarter. And then the last game, um, you know, he, he just didn't get it. He became, you know, he was one assist shy. But when you look at this, this is a crazy stat. So he has four 30-point triple-doubles, which ties him in second in NBA history with Charles Barkley. Only Hall of Famer, Wilt Chamberlain, from your high school, had 15 30-point triple-doubles as a sixer. That's cray-cray. Wilton, Wilton, Norman Chamberlain. Yeah, Wilton. I'm glad they changed them. Wilt. I would think <laughs> Wilton. You know, I, I mean, you know, I, I, it's, he's. I'm, I'm just going to digress a little, but he's just an amazing athlete to me, man. I'm not going to stay on Will long, but every you ever notice how whenever ESPN reads a statistic, whether it's attached to Jokic, whether it's attached to a point guard, the the third athlete that is always who also accomplished that. Happens to be the seven footer from from Cal from Cal Park. It's just that's that's just the way it is, man. Wilts just and doesn't get his props. But let's 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 fast forward fifty years. Um, you know, back to, <laughs> know, right. <laughs> let's, let's fast forward fifty years. Um, yeah, yeah, Joel. I, I, well, let's. I mean, Joel is just his game is so much more complete without you know and, and the the combination of of excising you know the bearded cancer and 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 nick nurse recognizing that now he ha- he can implement the free-flowing offense that they need to um has, has just benefited joel you know getting joel out of that two-man game even though they still play a lot of two-man game with him and mad maxi um but it's just a better you know he's passing the ball better you know he's starting to look you know you know he's 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 distributing he's distributing the ball better, uh, and he's actually looking to pass. He's he's pointing guys you know you know where he wants them to set up, and um, you know I know just the other day we were talking about his conditioning, but the, the, the element of his passing game that's emerging this year and his ability to create assists and opportunities for other players is something is, is new to us. You know, and, and I'm happy to see it, man. But he's Joel's really playing at a high level, man. You know, he's playing at a high level. And had they, there was no sense whatsoever leave him in 
you know, late into in, into that game because you know they outscored them seventy to forty one, and the Lakers officially announced it with fourteen points in the fourth quarter that we're done. We just you know, this is just a mark to the end of these 48 minutes that we have to play contractually, you know? They look bad, man. They did look bad. They look bad. And and again, you're right, the end of 48. And, you know, and the sad part was, well, I mean, if happy for, for Sixers fans, right? If you're a Sixers fan, you're happy. But for Lakers mm-hmm. fans, you know, the thing about it is, you know, I got family members who live in L.A. and they used to crack up. Um, and say how cheap Lakers tickets were in Philly. And I'm like, what do you mean cheap? And they would say, Keith, and they were right. I looked it up one time. They could go out there and buy a $300 plane. I mean, they could buy a plane ticket and get a $300 ticket to a Sixers game, and it would be cheaper than going to a game in L.A. to see the Lakers. So what happens is when the Lakers come on the East Coast, there's a lot of people from the West Coast or whatever, they all fly in. I mean, people come from all over to watch the Lakers play, right? So it was, you know, when you go when you know, and and when you go there, like the game, Sixers games are packed. But when you go there a lot of times, you know how it was, man. It was the same thing when you were covering the team. Mm -hmm. It's like you go there and you see all these Laker fans, right? And it was, you felt kind of bad for a couple people because, they were in the fourth quarter. They were standing up yelling at LeBron. They weren't being negative to him, but they were pleading, come on, LeBron, take over, take over. And I'll be honest, man, back in the day, you know how it was. LeBron would come in here, and sure. for like three quarters, he yeah. just, you know, how you doing, rolling. In the fourth quarter, he was like, hold my beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and would just take over. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. And they were pleading with him standing up with that Lakers gear on, like, come on, LeBron. Come on. Come on. And LeBron was just (laughs) – he was was all right. But, dog, nah, man. It it wasn't – it wasn't – and I'm not saying he was shot. It was just like it wasn't happening on this night. You know, and and AD was – he got his 17 and 11, but yeah, he, he was kind of a he was kind of a spectator just watching Joel, you know, hitting floor. You know, it was just I, I, I don't know to me. He's to me, he's a guy that when I watch him and I know what level of ability he has, he's 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 a very disappointed athlete to me, period. You know, yeah, yeah. disappointing athlete because he's got he's got depthless talent. You know, but he's there's some nights where he's just like, this is what it is. You know, um, I'm not I'm gonna put my shades on, do this post game press conference. But you know, um, and you, you know, you you would think playing alongside a guy like LeBron who's logged sixty six thousand minutes on the court, you know, surpassing Kareem as the all time minutes leader, you would think that a guy, you know, I, I would 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 pick up on some of that and you know and 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 i like ad man but i just don't see i just don't see the effort from him every most nights you know yeah and like you would have thought he would have been extremely motivated and um and and we'll talk about that when we when we when we get right back but um like because i i spoke to people like again i got family in la and all Mm -hmm. that and after the game you know they called me and was chatting with me and, and we'll go over some of that conversation and we'll go over 
why he should have been motivated when right. we get right back. You know, right now, out of right now, I want to talk to y'all about FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers um, stay hot on FanDuel. That's pretty good, Mitch. Mm-hmm. Stay hot on FanDuel. As long yeah. as you don't burn yourself, we good, <laughs> right? January. It's good to stay hot in January, December and January. Oh, bro, who are you telling? But right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets when with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So, Mitch, you know, I like, you know, yesterday, um, you know, I felt like he would have been motivated. Um, and I'm, I'm going to share the conversation I have with my, with my I'm going to go backwards a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share the conversation I had with my cousin before I, uh, before I talk about why he should be motivated. But I said, look, so Paul Reed, some people felt Paul Reed called him out. And we'll say right. what Paul Reed said in a second. But on the right way home, I was like, listen, a lot of people made a big deal out of what Paul Reed said. And I was expecting AD to come out there and just be in beast mode. Mm-hmm. My cousin said to me, like, Keith, that ain't him. Yeah. Unfortunately, that ain't him. Like, you would think that it will wake somebody up, even though everybody was saying something. It's like, nah, like, he the right dude to talk trash to. He don't. He doesn't do anything. And you're like, but for like the people who weren't around yesterday, you know, we were at shoot around yesterday morning and Paul Reed uh, said, you know, they, they, Paul Reed was asked, um, what are the keys to matching up against, you know, against um, Anthony Davis and Paul Reed comes out and says, you know, that he's a big flopper. So make sure I don't get in foul trouble early. Mm-hmm. Can't be too aggressive with him. You know, he's going to be failing. So you got to make sure that I stay out of foul trouble. So mm-hmm. Now, the thing about it is, if you know Paul Reed, sometimes Paul Reed is a guy, he doesn't mean anything by it. He'll say, like, he's a big flopper. And AD, like you know, is a big flopper. Right. He will no lies detected. No lies detected. And then also, Paul Reed does get in and get into foul trouble. I mean, he plays like 13 minutes a game, but there's been several games where Paul Reed had four fouls, three fouls, yeah. this and that, a little bit of action. So I didn't feel like I felt like if he had the if he could have used a better word, he could have, but it wasn't like he was Joel just taking like trolling somebody or someone right like right and it felt like you know in a way i felt like he said what he said unfortunately there weren't any follow-up questions to what he said right it just moved on and then everybody just ran with it right and and i felt bad for him because i know paul and i know what he was trying to say he just didn't say it so i was mad at myself 
for not giving him an example to, I mean, giving him a, um, a opportunity to explain what he was trying to say. Right. Right. So, so that's what it is. But like you said, he was right. Right. He right. was right. right. And, you know, he handled his business. He was a plus 33 in 17 minutes, raining threes and doing this. AD just didn't show up. Yeah. And, 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 and like I said, no lies detected. I mean, AD is a flopper. Uh, and, and honestly, it's, it's interesting. If he, <clears throat> if, if AD played for the 76ers, and, and 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 the Philly fan base, they would they, they they would be on him, man. It wouldn't be nobody would be flying across the country to see to root him on uh if he if he was playing in Los Angeles like the LA fans do. He, he's a flopper. He's uh, again he's a great talent, but you know, he he is a flopper. He flopped a few times last night, you know, and it was clear he didn't he, he couldn't handle Joel. Um so I you know. I'm stick up for Paul Reed because he plays like a lion, man. He, you know, he, we we don't get, you know, he doesn't need the same level of motivation as say Mo Bamba does. You know, he wants to, and which is why he got a contract, you know, you know, last year, an extension last year. You know, um, Mo, he, he's going to play hard, and sometimes he has to rein it in, and he played well last night, so. Yeah, it's a shame if you know, the, the internet has become what it is now, and people will, will, will see this stuff that goes out. And then there was very little context, and I am that that's usually your cue to you know when you're when you're in that notorious scrum to you know once that statement is said and the rest of the reporters are looking at each other and saying, "Oh, we got something we can run with." You're usually the guy who says, "Let me get put this in context and give him that opportunity." As a professional, so I'm disappointed in you, Keith. <laughs> I'm disappointed in myself too. And it's funny, like one of the players even said to me, we were talking off the record, and he said, Keith, you ain't asking my follow-up. And like because he knew how, like, you know, this mm-hmm. and that. But the thing is, it was one of those things where, you know, if anybody been around Paul, I love Paul to death, but you've been around Paul, Paul's one of those guys. There's always a dude on the team that has these sayings. And people chuckle and they do this and that. But you basically know he's either playing or he just talking. Like right. what he'll say is, I want to keep it 50 times two instead of saying keeping it 100. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he'll say stuff like that. So the thing is, that's just a Paul Reed is yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, that's my man Pete. So, you know, um, the deal is that, you know, the, the, the deal is like you, you chuckle, you let it go. But on this particular day, it was like, yo, Paul said this, we're going to go at we're going to do it. And it, be, it became something different. And he even said like, man, he said to me, he said, Keith, I like, I don't know. I wish I would have said something else. Describe it. But then it got to a point where let's keep it 100. Let's keep it 50 times two. So, <laughs> right. AD ain't, didn't do anything. So at the end of the game, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, I, and, and, but the thing is, he wasn't scared. Like, I'm not going to say he was scared. He was like, look, I wish I would say something else, but it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm going to go out there and play. 
And the funny thing is, the reason why he ain't concerned, he wasn't concerned, he was telling me, like, look, Keith, I'm starving for stuff. Right. Like, I don't have time to worry about why this is somebody being upset with what I said. Like, right. I want to be a starter one day. I want to do this. I want to do that. I got to play. I ain't got time to worry about that. And, yeah. and and mad props to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mad props to my man. And, and, and you know, that's, that's a, that's, that is a candid moment from an NBA player that people can relate to. You know, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I mean, he, he's in the door, uh, but AD sitting in what we put, we'll call it NBA mansion, you know, a quarter million dollars worth of salary. I mean, a quarter of a billion dollars worth of salary. And while Paul Reed ain't starving, he's hungry. You know, he's like, let me, let me get at you, dog. You know, so, um, so, so, so kudos to him for wanting more and for, you know, for being willing to share that to you with you. And that's kind of how you got to look at it. It's like, he wants more, man, you know, and, and you can tell Paul Reed just got, when he gets out there, he may, you know, he, He's he's learning, man. You know, he's he's reining in that aggression. He's learning how to channel his aggression. I wouldn't say so much reining it in. He's learning how to channel that aggression. And that's what a guy like him, who's considered, you know, a fringe player, you know, he's kind of a tweener. How where does he fit in? He's he's hungry, you know. You know, yeah. what, what did Jason Kelsey say? Hun- hungry dogs run faster. Yeah, that and that hungry dog was running oh, fast, dude. Run he fast. was he was hitting threes. He was yeah. like yeah, he was like, yo, he played well. He he played extremely well. Mm-hmm. You know, B-ball Paul out of the mud. My man was was balling. I give him that. I give him that. I definitely give Paul that. Um, but look, I we, I want to talk about Kelly Oubre when we get right back from this uh break. Uh Kelly Oubre uh practice. No, he was at yesterday's shoot around. Okay. He's expected to practice today. The um I believe, like, you know, they, you know how they are like, kind of vague because they don't want to mess stuff up. But the hope is that he's going to be a full participant. And there's a hope that he'll probably make this road trip. The Sixers mm. will fly out today. I'm going to go to practice, and then I got to fly to New Orleans. And there's a chance that, a uh, really good chance that Kelly is going to join the team on this trip. Mm. So I want to talk about that when we get right back from talking about prize picks. Prize Bix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll up. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections around across football and basketball with, with a special league, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or league. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three pointers made plus receptions. Now, Mitch, I'm going to tell you this. If, if this Eagles were playing, <laughs> the Eagles were playing, the, the Chiefs and the Sixers were playing uh, the Lakers on the same week. Bruh, don't do that projection. Don't do it. I'm telling you, you're going to lose. But yeah. you, you may be able to get away with it because they didn't play well, neither one of them. Well, LeBron was okay, but you know what I mean. Yeah. They, Kelsey didn't play well against the Eagles. Nah. Nah, nah. But here's something else, Mitch. 
So if you want to play along with some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries for some of the biggest names in the prize pick community each week, right? So you can do that. Now, what do you do? How do you do this? People want to know. You go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Now, I'm going to repeat that. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars and i would be remiss if i didn't talk to y'all about the lost national youtube channel and what i mean by loss i'm just being acronym locked on uh, uh national youtube channel so locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube Locked on sports today is here. Every league go to locked on sports today on YouTube and subscribe to seven streaming channel. So I'm telling y'all do that today. People. Uh, and here's another thing. He had his jersey in the locker and all that other stuff. He was in at the building. I mean, what's your thoughts on the, you know, the the prospects of him returning, maybe even for this trip? I mean, you have to be excited, you know, because of the way he was playing. He's playing so well prior to the um, to the car to the car situation. Uh, you know. I'm at the point where with the 76ers that, you know, I, I'm, I'm starting to believe, you know, I mean, and, you know, we've gotten good, you know, we're no longer, we're beyond the eight in one stretch. We've seen some ups and we've seen some downs, but consistently, I think when the 76ers are healthy, they can play with anybody in the league. Um, number one, because of, you know, MB number two, because, because of the emergence of Max and, you know, and having Kelly out there and now seeing, um, that some of the players that they acquired in that James Harden trade, you know, Covington, uh, the, the North Philly native, um, Marcus Morris, uh, and Matum, you know, are, 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 are looking like contributors now. Uh, I'm really anxious to see them get their full complement of players because I think that they, they got depth now. You know, I, I was reading somewhere where somebody was writing about the Sixers and said they don't have any depth. And I'm like, no, I think they actually do have depth. They just got to get some of those players comfortable in their roles. Uh, I think Kelly Oubre's absence has, has actually – they haven't slipped far in the standings. I mean, they, they they lost to good teams when they lost to Indianapolis, Boston, uh, and Minnesota, you know, and, and recently. But it, they now have an opportunity to get guys acclimated, acclimated. Sometimes, you know, a guy sitting out, particularly early in the season, when you know you can get him back to full strength soon, and get you know make make sure you get all the pieces working together smoothly. I, I think this is a good opportunity now if if he's back because you know we kept hearing there was going to be an extended stay, an extended stay. And I was you know I, when you hear car accident, 
Um, and, and the way some of these fools drive up and down these streets in Philadelphia, I said he's probably been hit pretty badly. And it's going to be out. I, w- I was thinking maybe to the um, to the end of 2023 and maybe an early start 2024. But I'm, I'm glad to see if he's making a trip, he's far along. You know, he's you know, and, and that's an indicator that yeah, we he could he could be on the floor. So I'm I'm excited. I'm hopeful. I'm glad that he's healthy. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm ready, ready to see him rejoin the squad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is when they say all this stuff, like, and we talked about it before the expectation is that he's going to play. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, at one point, mm-hmm. you know, this, but they just don't want to put it out there just in case right. they have like a setback. Right. Right. Um, you know, it, it could be next week, but the I believe the you know the way it is, he participated in yesterday's shoot around. He was there. The hope is for him to be a, a full participant. Now, again, all that stuff is well. Do we want to give it a couple of days? Do we want to see how it goes? Now, here's the thing: they're gonna they have a game tomorrow. They have shoot around tomorrow, and then if he doesn't play tomorrow, they're also going to have a practice on Thursday for Friday's game. Mm-hmm. So, to me, they know what they're going to do. Now, here's the deal. Since they didn't make the play-in, the play-in, they're most likely not going to make the play-in tournament. Like, they got a snowball's chance. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> it might snow, but might. they got a snowball's chance, right? But, um, but, but the thing is, it's one of those things, since they didn't make the play-in, They'll have a couple days where they can come back and get some practices. Mm-hmm. And then I believe someone said they may, if they, because they got to make up two games. One game may be Wednesday and the next game may be Friday. So you think about that. They got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, right? The practice. And that gives him more time to yeah. get reacclimated with the team if he doesn't come back. And even if he does come back, you know, it's still going to be quality practice days. For right. Right. So, you know what I mean? I feel like everything's going to work out and all he's going to do is just make them a deeper team. It's yeah. going to take them a while to get readjusted, but it's going to make them a deeper team. You know? Much, much deeper. Much deeper. My question to you, though. He comes back. Do you, I'm assuming that you, um, you, uh, you know, Nick Batum will stay in the starting lineup for at least a short short time mm-hmm. the immediate future but do you keep nick in the in the starting lineup long term and have kelly come off the bench get buckets or do you go back to the way it was yeah i haven't wavered nor have i equivocated i and i, I agree with you um i mean we were talking about having kelly being you know your 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 fire starter off the bench um and and i'd like to see that continue to happen when he when he does come back um, I mean, obviously they're going to bring him off the bench when he comes back. I don't think they're going to, you know, just insert him in the starting line just because Platoon's been playing well in that in that in that rotation, um, in in that position. So I I, I want to see I want to see Ubi continue to come off the bench, um, and, and you know, and, and you and I both know it's, it's 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 who finishes the games that really matters, and um and, and I think he's in a great position. I think he's in a great position to. You know, I always I, I always equate these things to money, you know, and, and he, he can 
by pursuing his goals, he can help the Sixers pursue their goals, you know, by coming off the bench and, and just being, you know, just making, giving them, giving them buckets, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, he, and he's played better defensively. You know, he's gotten into the passing lanes, you know, something that he wasn't really noted for uh, in his previous stops. So I, I think, it's, I think it's actually working out fine for the team and for him. But I'm, I, I would like to see him continue to come off the bench. I know some people want him in the starting lineup. Um, either way, I think that I, I think that Nick Nurse uh, has a bunch of a, an unselfish team um, where it won't be that much of an issue, you know, wh- whether he is back in the starting lineup or coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Um... I mean, it, it's just going to make them deeper. I mean, you know, here's the thing. Like, you know, right now, the fact that you got Marcus Morris, you know, playing at the level that he's playing, right? Um, you know, th- that can be a score for you off the bench, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, it, that need isn't – is not a, as desperate as it was before. Mm-hmm. But if you got two dudes who could come off and give you buckets. That's, that's even better. Now, the one thing that I will say about I feel like they're not cutting as much. Well, I shouldn't say not cutting. It's not as free-flowing as it is now. It used mm-hmm. to be. What mm-hmm. it is is, yeah, Joel's getting his assists, but a lot of it is with the two-man game, and it's up to Joel to decide if he wants to give the ball to Maxi mm-hmm. or if he wants to give it to somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when they had Kelly, it was a lot more free-flowing because – you had a more balanced attack. Like you had, right. you know, you know, no, you had him, uh, Tobias, Maxi, Joel, all capable of getting buckets. Right. Now you look at it, it's like now they have, you know, Melky can score, but he's more of a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. Batoon is more of a utility guy. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 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 so it, you know, it is what it is, but yeah, like, I I I I agree with you, but it's it's now I just think that they're way more deep. Way well, more yeah, deep. yeah, they're much deeper. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I mean, you know, it's you're you're close to the 76ers than anybody. Um, and you actually are not scared to ask the pointed questions, but the obvious question, the answer people are receiving is that you know the trade has worked out lovely for Philadelphia. You know, yeah. it's, it's worked out. You know, we've gone from a situation where people were like, uh, Joel's going to join that hopeless group up in New York that's half a century, half a century in without a championship, and he's out of Philly, you know. And yeah. um, it, 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 right now, you know, with with cap flexibility, with, with Ubre and with the players that they acquired from the Clippers playing, the way they're playing right now, the 76ers are much better. Dare I say, could become a destination for team, for, for players. You know. Yeah, we'll see. But these guys decide what type of player they want. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if you know right now with the the way this two man game is working. Again, you want to see if Maxi can continue to ascend. Mm-hmm. If he can, like I don't know if I'm going to go out there and get right. like a Zach Green type of player. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think I want to get somebody and I want to get somebody similar to closer. I mean, I put it this way. I want somebody because because it's weird because 
you know, Pat Beverly is as much as people say you got to get rid of him, you got to get rid of him, you got to get rid of him, or you got to get an upgrade, right? Right. When he comes out there, he's making things happen. Yeah. Right. I think, and then you look at a guy like Nick Batum. So you say to yourself, <clears throat> now maybe <clears throat> in the offseason, if Nick Batum wants to retire or if you feel like he's getting a little older, mm-hmm. then then maybe you say, well, you know, maybe I got to upgrade there. But he's playing well. The one thing that they don't have on this team consistently, mm-hmm. and I know Mark Morris has, Marcus Morris has been coming in and getting buckets, but they need somebody who can just come in and be a sniper. Like, yeah. that's their role. Like, yeah. stretch the floor. Come in, just give us buckets. Right. Because, you know, we, we look at OG Obanobi and all that, but isn't the stuff Nicholas Batum giving you the stuff that you want OG to do? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, you talk to people and it's like sometimes you always want to make these upgrades but you are you just making one for the sake of making it, or are you right. really getting something that's going to make you better? You know what I mean? Yeah, play. You know? play. I hear you play. That's that's a good point. Play, play chess and not checkers. You know, I mean, not to not to throw that cliche out there. Yeah, I, I think OG can do those things better, and OG's younger. But when you have that guy who's doing those things, and he that may not cost you with an OG's, that means you can allocate those funds for. Possibly something else that you may need. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. You're going to give up that. But look, y'all, I know y'all probably, We, I want to thank y'all for listening, but I know you're probably like, come on, bro, y'all going to talk for 50 minutes. <laughs> but, yeah. but um, hey, look, listen, I want to speak for Mitch. We, we want to thank y'all for listening. We want y'all to have a blessed day. You know, you could go and get this podcast wherever you get your podcast at. It's free and available, right? And you could go to our YouTube channel. When you go to our YouTube channel, um, click on this Locked On 76ers YouTube, click on the Liberty Bell, you become a new subscriber, A, and B, you get notifications when we when we drop our next podcast, right? So uh, I want to wish you guys a blessed day, um, make it a productive one, um, and we'll be back tomorrow to discuss Kelly Oubre, to discuss, man, them going up against the Pelicans, which is going to be another physical matchup. Mm-hmm. Right? So we have a lot of things to talk about. So once to talk to y'all tomorrow. And again, have a blessed day and peace. Y'all be easy.